All right, we're talking about something new on the show today, and I really hope that it meets you. It's something we've never spoken about, and I truly know is an essence of who we all are. We've talked about being, we've talked about a state of being, we've talked about identity a ton, but today's conversation is about embodiment. And Christelle Lorraine, today's guest, is, oh gosh, the embodiment of so many things that I love, vulnerability, transparency, truth. Uh, creativity. She embodies life in such a beautiful way, but also peace and openness and space. It's just, she's an interesting human and you're going to gather that very quickly. And if you love to experience or actually see how she embodies all of these pieces, you should surely watch this live too. You can go on our YouTube channel and see bits and pieces, or you can go to Facebook and watch the whole thing live, or just stay tuned in here because you're going to feel it just through the way that she presents herself and her words and her language. It's an embodiment feature that we could all practice more often. So Christelle, I love you. I'm so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful to have shared stages with you and excited for everybody to come take part in the embodiment of life and business and faith and all the things that I'm passionate about at Grow for God coming up in Nashville in November. Yeah, it feels far away. It's not far away. Get your tickets now. It's going to be amazing. We are so excited to just welcome you into this conversation with Christelle and I on the Fit and Faith Podcast. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress. And this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Oh, man. Oh, man. I love Yay! watching people dance in the green room. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is getting me pumped. This intro. It, yes. <laughs> it makes you want to run around that house of yours. It's so much fun. I am so excited for you all to meet my dear friend, Christelle Lorraine. You guys, if you don't know her, then you've been missing out or you're not my friend because we're connected at a heart level. We're connected at an entertainer level. We're connected at a spirit level. And uh, today, is going to be special because we're going to go some places that maybe we we haven't even gone you and me we've been in like dolly parton world what is that place called something oh limousine yeah pink limit white limousine white limousine <laughs> the white limousine together uh just like talking about life we've shared stages together we've shared tears together intimate spaces and masterminds so really what i love most about christelle and that i'm excited to bring to you today is just this sense of peace she is so good at just creating space for people and allowing people to express themselves in their unique way. And so I want her to bring that out of you today. And uh, yeah, I'm just grateful to have you here. I feel like I could keep talking just about you, but this is not my show. It's your show. <laughs> Let's I'm, go. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be here. I, um, I feel really at peace right now. Mm. I feel just like, just, I feel really, really warm and present and mm. connected 
And I, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's, those are the feelings that I live for. Goodness gracious. I mean, I think if we just take down my tonality and the sound of that intro and we just go back to what you just said, I feel warm and present and at peace. I'm like, yes, Jesus. Like that's what we do yearn for, especially with a little bit of snow outside in my hometown in Virginia Here Beach, too. Virginia, a fire on. <laughs> I've got my cozy slippers on right now. So I'm feeling all the things, but then that internal peace and presence and warmth that you provide. I want to know like, where does that stem from? Has that always been something like since you were little that you've had, or you feel like that's something you're developing I think that's something that I've been developing and continue to develop because as a child, I think I was the opposite of peace. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, I grew up in, in a home where I was the middle child. Um, one of my siblings was, was ill. And so there was a lot of conflict in the house and things like that. And so I played the role of the achiever and I played the role of watch me dance, look at my dress fingers, <laughs> you know, I would just, I would entertain and I would, um, and I would achieve. And, and so I think a lot of that growing up um, made me feel like I had to fit into this box of what I was supposed to be. I know I, you've talked about this in your book totally. too. Thousand percent. And I didn't start feeling peace until I started to shed myself of that identity. My brother says it's like I put on these coats and it would happen when I moved. I moved away. I grew up in Connecticut and I moved away from my family of origin, love them to death. But but I, when I moved, it was the first time I ever had an opportunity to really go, OK, taking off this layer, you know, completely. Um, so when my brother, one of my brothers said to me one time, you just, you put on jacket after jacket, coat after coat. And I realized I don't have to be wearing those coats ever. It's so good. And I feel like so many people are doing that. And especially even coats of like fear, coats of shame, and we could name every single one of those coats, right? And it takes seasons of deliverance and seasons of um, release. That's my word for the year, but like releasing those coats and like being okay with not just putting them in the closet, but more like, let's burn that one. <laughs> let's have no remnants of that one. Not to say that those things aren't important to who we are, but it's more of that testimony of spirit rather than that testimony of shackle. Absolutely. And to know that, and this is something that I continue in, and continuing to learn as well, is that um, sometimes we can have even shame in that, right? It's like, I'm going to burn this jacket because this jacket's bad or whatever. And it's like, no, this coat protected me when I needed it. Mm, and I so don't know, good. I'd no longer need it. And I'm so grateful. It's almost like the Marie Kondo, but yes, it's like, totally it. like, it, like a f- ethereal, like super <laughs> heady space, um, abstract space. It's like, you know, like to hold it and to be so grateful and to say, I'm so grateful for the warmth and the comfort that you provided. And I don't, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And what's beautiful, and especially for women, I think a lot of women are like, they don't want to have the language of like, that just doesn't fit me (laughs) anymore. Like, that's not what we want. We want everything to fit us. And I think that's one of the reasons that we're probably more likely, and and I'd be curious in like a study, we're more likely to put on coats that are not meant for us because we want to fit in and we want Mm -hmm. them to look good. And so we're actually utilizing somebody else's crutch, which is their blanket, their coat, and it's not even good for them to have on. 
And isn't mm-hmm. it interesting that we do that? And I think living in the type of society that we do and knowing that achievement is associated to that, we think that the glitz and the glam and the nice coats are really what we want, but it's really that inside man that we want to grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, it, I think that comes from comparison and Mike calls it compa- comparisonitis, you know, yeah. um, uh, and when we compare, and this was especially true for me, I know growing up is I wasn't competing with anybody else but myself. But when I saw somebody else excelling in something, I thought, oh, I'm not good enough unless I'm at their level. And I would never look at one person and be and, and look at them across the board. It was like, who's the best of this? I need to be like them. Who's the best of that? I need to be like yeah. them. Or I'm not enough. And I think we always... I think it's a human, a human, I think it's just a part of the human condition to think that we're never enough. I think that that's so ingrained in us in society and, and also just, I think that's what, what you have stepped into as well is just, I am, I am all of it. I'm everything, you know, with, with God and with, with your, your faith, you have been able to step into really your power. And that's, yeah. I think what you want from this space is to create a microphone for people, for other people who are in that journey as well. Yeah, it has been. And it's so neat to see the evolution of it. And it doesn't mean that the conversations, the conversations are only different because the education has been different. The learning zone has been different. Like I've evolved. The human race has evolved, even though I think if you parallel COVID to evolution, maybe not synonymous, but really I think that it actually is. And if we look and took space and we took witness to what actually occurred, there was even in the fear of the blanket there was actually a lot of freedom that happened. We heard about like the great resignation. um, But I think that what happened in the isolation is people realized that they came back to the center of self of like, what do I actually need? And so as you were kind of processing that in association Mm -hmm. to where you've been and now even stepping into this uncovered, even more vibrant human. And you guys, I didn't even do your appropriate intro. I just talked about all the feels and like, yeah, she has a rap sheet and we could talk about her incredible history and we will. But I, I just love that there's this new factor of what's being added to your resume, if you will, at this point in your journey. So talk to us through like, what were you kind of emotionally dealing with during that transition? And where are you now? During the transition from childhood into womanhood. Yeah, that and even the the connection as like how COVID played a part of that. Oh. The pivot into such, yeah, I know. Yeah. Punch in the gut. If you guys couldn't watch her, if you weren't watching it live, it's like that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm, my whole, my whole like back <laughs> contracted. Um, yeah. So let's just go right into COVID. So I, um, I was in a really good place when COVID hit. I mean, I was personally, professionally, just feeling really fulfilled, feeling really um, like I felt like I was on the precipice of the next chapter, right, of growth and all of these things. And then COVID hit and it was like, wait, 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 wait. I was planning on there being a big transition happening, but it was going to be a different transition. And I was really excited about it. And Um, and you know me more personally where I'm a very, I need human connection. 
And, um, and what I was doing for work previous to, I work with Mike Zeller now, who is one, he's your, your business coach and, and men, one of your mentors. And, um, and before I worked for him, I actually was a spokesperson for Chevrolet and I would travel around the country and work at all the auto shows and give presentations on cars and trucks. And it was so fun. Um, but also it really fulfilled that need in me to connect with people. And so when COVID hit, I all of a sudden had just moved to Nashville from Los Angeles, didn't know anybody, lost my job because we can't be in person with people. I, um, I didn't know anybody in the place I was living and I was isolated. I was so isolated. And I think what you were saying before about really understanding what do I actually need is so true because it was, it was bare. It felt so barren for so long. Um, and nobody really had an answer or a solution. Um, and so I just put one foot in front of the other and slowly found my way with one, I had no idea. I, I, you know, like I, in one of my songs, right. I like sign you're like, you're imagining this thing, like it's a prophecy or whatever. And it's, I didn't have that. I had no idea what direction I was walking in. It felt, but I had to, in some way surrender to that because I was not in control at all. So fast forward, we're still in this, this world that we live in, but I feel like I'm in the best place I've ever been in in my life because I stopped fighting and stopped trying to figure it out and just took the next step and then took the next step. And it felt, I was going to say, it smelled kind of shitty. Like, am I allowed to say that? Like, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't feel great. You know, I was like, it, it was uncomfortable. But, um, but ultimately, <laughs> I'm still in that journey. But I get to, actually, this is a really cool story. So, Mike, um, do you remember when he had us do, um, you may, you may remember this where the morning affirmations, he said, record, record a bunch of morning affirmations. Oh yes. Oh yes. For sure. Okay. So I recorded a bunch of morning affirmations, 10 minutes of affirmations. And I remember I looked at when I recorded it, it was the day after I had, um, ended a relationship with someone that was really important to me. And so I was really, my mental space was not in a great space, but I had 10 minutes of just like, I was speaking it into, I was speaking this. Come on, like, speaking I, life. Yeah. It was just, and so I started listening to that two, three times a day. When I woke up, when I would start to feel a little anxious, when I start to feel uncertain, I would just put this on and I would play it. Okay. So about a week and a half ago, I'm thinking, I just, I just, I wanted to share it with somebody. I said, you know, I want to share this. And so I played it. And as I'm playing it, I'm thinking to myself, I've manifested almost every single one of these things that wow. I did not believe was possible for me wow. the time I recorded it. And so just reflecting back, I, I see that I'm on this journey still. And I see that I have so many opportunities and there's so much abundance around me. And I'm so grateful and I feel like better than I've ever felt in my life. But I also have the perspective looking backwards to say, wow, I put in the work. I put in the intentionality. I didn't know really where I was headed, but I kept on putting out there what I wanted, the next thing I wanted. 
the next well, one. I think what's really beautiful about that too, and it almost brings the conversation full circle to the very beginning was this, when the isolation occurred, when the connection stopped, the connection is not exterior towards achievement. The connection is interior towards desire and the desire and the affirmations that you spoke out weren't in conjunction or parallel to what other people were doing because you couldn't really compare at that point. Who was That's achieving? True. Everyone was in a state of chaos. Everyone was in a just like a, what do I do now situation? And here you are manifesting the thing that was meant for you rather than manifesting the thing that was meant for somebody else. Yep. And you know, what's cool too, kind of going off of what you're saying is that it really wasn't external. The stuff that I was, that I was wanting to manifest was not external. It wasn't, I want to achieve this. I want to achieve that. It was like, I want to, I'm trying to think of some of them. Um, I want to bring magic to people's lives. I Mm. want to, um, I want to connect deeply you know, I want to feel at peace. All of these things were the things that I that I was saying for ten minutes straight. You know, I want my the work I want that I this. Do. Can I add this to the show? Like, is this something that people yes, pay for? I can <laughs> like let's you. do that. It'll be amazing. You you know, but me. it's so I love, true. I love to, to get like run meditations and and yes, meditations and too, she's so. so good at it. And and that's one of the ways that I connected with you on that deep level was the first time that you actually did your sign language connected to your voice, which your vocal ability is amazing too, y'all. And when I saw that connection because actually of a childhood memory and just amazingly fond experience of the American sign language uh, language in and of itself, but the beauty behind it, you reignited something in me and it was connected to my passion of movement and dance associated Mm -hmm. to sound and words and how they all play together. And so you have just this incredible ability to evoke emotion based on your body, like your body language and the way that you, you almost can see what's about to transpire. And you can see that you're seeing the vision of what's going to come to life with that magic component of who you are. I mean, I think magic associated to your name is makes total sense, makes total sense. And it's just really neat and beautiful to watch you evolve in that knowing even two years ago, you didn't even have that magical ability. That's, um, that just like brings me life. That's science. I just did the sign for inspire or inspiration. It's like what you just said is exactly. Um, and it kind of goes full circle to what, I mean, we're kind of like going in circles because, because it's true that like, um, I think that my gift to the world is that I do create space for people to feel safe. And I create space for people to feel that they can show up as themselves and where that, comes from for me is um, connection. I I value connection. I value trust and authenticity and integrity so much. Um, And I, I really value inclusivity too. And it's because those three things I, I struggled having in my life growing up. And so if I can, if I can bring that to someone else, if I, it's almost like, I feel like when I'm performing, I'm, it's, it's like prayer. I don't know if I've ever, I think I've shared this with you. It's, I found growing up, I would shut my door, close the lights and just sing. And I wasn't performing for anybody, but I was performing, you know? And it was because I was, it was the thing that would make me feel most present to the moment. I could be so present to 
my power. I could be so present to God. I could be so present to, to good. And I didn't have any other way growing up to connect to that part of myself or to connect to that peace, like we were talking about. Um, and so now when I do that in front of people, it's I'm giving the same permission. I'm giving myself permission to be just so present. And that there's a vulnerability to that, that when people observe it, it almost gives them permission to also be that present. Completely, completely. And I feel like honestly, when we shared the stage at Grow for God, it was like that actually was a, a tiny seedling of an, an emotion that then was allowing me to become all that I was intended to be. And mm. so knowing that like your freedom in that, it was it was just in the back of my mind, unknowingly, right? But when somebody else expresses like truth the way that you do and the way that you allow other people to, you eagerly want to like taste and feel and see that again because it is such a multifaceted experience. And I'm curious for those who have either never, you know, witnessed you doing your vocal sign language or witnessed me dance or how could you think people can tap into this if they feel as if they don't have that creative expression? Is there a way? Is it through writing? It is like, what does that look like for them? So for me, the the thing that immediately came to mind when you, you brought this up is, um, is movement. And it's not necessarily yeah. dance, but it's just, I'm really, I have this kick right now where I'm listening to, are you familiar with Dara Evan Hansen? I'm not. Okay. So it's a musical. It's a great musical. Um, it was on, I think it still is on Broadway actually. Um, but they came out with a movie version and their opening song to the movie is, um, it's actually, um, it's called waving through the window and the whole, without giving too much away, cause I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's about depression and it's about feeling isolated and it's about like tap, tap, tapping on the glass, but nobody can see him waving. Yes, I did yes. see this. I was like, hold on. Why do I know this? He, that movie, that movie is amazing. I watched it on an airplane ride and I was in tears and like could not wait for the next scene. Yeah. It did. Don't give, don't give it, it, I won't, but have- just for... People to understand like the emotional side, the integration of like mind in parallel to connection and what we all really are seeking and needing. Yeah. I thought they did a phenomenal job. Plus it's a musical, which of course we connect over that <laughs> anyway, right. but oh, ben, so ben good. That is, um, he is so disgustingly talented. Watching, Where did he I, come from? He was the original character on Broadway. And I'm, oh. I'm a little obsessed, and this goes back to the to speaking about how I love embodiment and like the word yes. embodiment to me is something yes. that I've been meditating on recently so good. Um, a good. lot more lately because when I've always thought of it, I thought of, I thought of it literally like it's embodying like what my physical body does, but it's, it's so much more than that. It's taking ownership. It's embodying yes. truth. It's embodying my values. It's, it's showing up in a, in a difficult situation or a difficult conversation and being in integrity with my values. And that doesn't have to look like a body moving in a certain way, but it can. Yes. And, yes. Um, what I was going to say about that I'm is that pausing. Ben, it's so good. Yeah. Keep going. Ben Flat, I'm a little obsessed. I went and I watched the progression of his embodiment of this character. 
And I watched it him at the Ooh. Tonys the, the year it came out. And I watched him performing it on Jimmy Fallon years later. And then I watched him perform it in the movie. And I was just like blown away at the way that this person was able to continually because it's look at he's he's on a huge stage with all these people it's going to be some way right this one way then he's at he's performing it on live tv it's going to be a different way and then he's performing it where it's the camera's right in on his face and he's gotta he's gotta be as honest and authentic as possible and he was so connected to the moment that it just gives you if you haven't seen dear evan hansen please go watch it um, because it's just incredible. And that particular song, um, to answer the very long way around, to answer your question, I've been putting it on because it just inspires me. And I can't help but just like, I'm like moving around and my boyfriend's kind of like laughing because I'm <laughs> doing my own Broadway show for him. And I'm not doing it to, to, to entertain him. I'm doing it because it's just like, man, just I, I'll put it on repeat. It. You embody yes. it. That's the yes. thing. And you know, I don't think, honestly, Christelle, and this is like something for you to tap into, even in your realm of teaching, you know, when you were at Grow for God, or even when you were at um, some of the masterminds with Mike, you would always have a different words, you know, vulnerability was one. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about Brene Brown and our love for her. Uh, courage was another one, which actually propelled a lot of my development towards the Grow for God conference, because there was a lot of fear associated. So that courage really brought me to the place and the unpacking of what happened. But I feel like more people, corporate settings, ministry settings, business settings, children, like they need to understand the depth of this word and not the physicality of this word. And I think utilizing the understanding of watching that evolution, first off, I had no idea that what Dear Evan Hansen was. I just pressed play because I'm like, oh, I have to watch something good and lighthearted. I always watch like the first couple minutes. If it's not good and lighthearted, I'm done. Mm -hmm. It was so provoking. But if you could like claim a word, like this is your word, more so than vulnerability, more so than, than courage, like embodiment. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I do. Ooh. It's very, and I don't say it because it's brandable. It is brandable, by the way. It'd be a great book. But I think about who you are and also who you call out others to be. Mm. Like you have always, since day one, without ever having this conversation, you have called my greatness out in me. You call it out mm. even in those who aren't willing to dance or sing or be vibrant in that way, but their vibrancy is more meek and beautiful. Like Erin, I mean, you have helped her embody the beauty that she is, right? Yeah. yeah, Yes. And for those who don't know Erin, Erin is a wonderful, my right hand woman. Um, she works with uh, me on Mike Zeller's team and she's his executive assistant. And she is, she, she came when I first met her and was just so small and I mean that not in in the physical way. I mean that she just she shrunk herself. And the thing is, is that I'm attracted to people like that because it empowers me to be able to empower other people. And um, and it's something that I've worked on too because you, if you do it too much, you know, if you're not careful, you can be become yeah. People are like, can you stop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to do it where you're not invited, and you also don't want right, to. Right. Um, to tell someone how to be to empower themselves 
You just want to stand in your own power next to someone else. And that's what you do. And so with Aaron, um, I recognized very quickly that um, I read, so uh, Untamed by um, Glenn, yes, Glenn, Glendon Doyle. Yeah, Glendon, Glendon Doyle. Um, she inspired me in reading that book to really isolate what is my gift? What is my gifting to really other people? And what is, I think she calls it your superpower. And I read it with my mom actually, because we're dorky like that. And we do a book club with just the two of us. I love Um, love (laughs) book club, just us two. (laughs) You're not a mic. It's just like the two of us. We're like besties. And, um, and we were talking about it and I was like, you know, mom, I think my, I think my superpower is that I can make people feel comfortable in their own truth and comfortable sharing their truth. And so you know, I, in reflecting back on my relationship with working relationship and personal relationship with Erin, I see how I was able to just allow her to be who she was, even in that feeling small, but she didn't have to put on a mask. She was able to take the mask off and be like, I feel small. And here are the reasons why. And, and just seeing the evolution and anybody who does know Aaron and has experienced this transformation, I don't own any of it. It is a hundred percent her, but it is so, it's almost intimidating to see the power that she just is harnessing within her because I'm like, if I didn't know you girl, I'd be so intimidated because you are stepping so fully into who you are meant to be. And again, it's not a comparison of who am I and who is she and who is Tamara and the way that you go, Tamara, is going to be a completely different way than, than I go and this person goes. And I wish, honest to God, I wish that I understood that when I was in my 20s. Because yeah, don't we all? <laughs> we thought we understood it, right? We yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we have our own way, but then it's we have like, so much power, so much courage, so much. All- I'm so vulnerable. <laughs> I'm like super vulnerable and like I know that like my way is going to be different than her way like totally but then you just get (laughs) stuck somehow going in this pattern of like it's almost the react versus respond which is another thing that I've been focusing on this last few years of my life is I would see someone else get ahead in something even if it wasn't something I wanted to get ahead in. And I would, and this is retracting back to my childhood of like, oh, they're achieving in this way. I'm less than because I'm not achieving in that way. And my res- my immediate reaction is like my nervous re- response is you've got to figure out how to be just like that. You've got to change your, yeah. your, your profile to be just like that. Or you've got to, <laughs> you know, you've got to book a thing. You know. The most powerful thing you can do to unlock your greatness and step into your next level of abundance is to get in the room with others who have been where you want to be and perhaps are going where you want to go. But oftentimes we can put ourselves in the wrong room based on exterior vantage points, what they wear, where they go, what they do, when we know in our heart of hearts that we should be following people, standing along people who are aligned in true wealth. Stop feeling alone in the journey of growth as a business leader and an entrepreneur who loves God. Stop struggling to find the right answer when it's already been written. Stop giving up on the desires of your heart when God placed them there with intention. Stop standing in this lack mentality when your prosperity is critical for all of us in the kingdom. Come, find a seat at the table at the most impactful faith-driven business conference you will ever experience. 
Alongside ministry-driven marketplace leaders, you will evolve, unlock, and activate your next level. That just sounded like a video game. This is not the meta, okay? This is your IRL, your in-real-life chance to be in the room with some of the greatest kingdom entrepreneurs of our time. Founders, innovators, trailblazers who are God-centered are coming together to grow their business for God's sake. And that's an inside-out job. You will leave this three-day intensive with action plans, new income strategies, fresh mentalities towards business and life integration, and a sense of freedom that will have others magnetized to what you are selling by the way you freshly and uniquely serve. It's happening on November 4th through the 6th, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee, with a highlight VIP event on November 3rd. There are seats at the table for you, but they will go fast. It's a limited reservation, so get your tickets now at growforgod.com. Again, that's growforgod.com. I cannot wait to hug your neck. I cannot wait to see you there in person. I cannot wait for this energetic room to just light up the world because that's what we're going to do when we leave this conference, but you got to be in the room. IRL, let's go. You know this. I spent a decade in LA and I was uh, an actor and singer, all the things. And I, I was so consumed with doing what I thought I had to do or should do. And it was no longer the things that, you know, growing up, it's, I did the things, I achieved the things that I thought would make my parents proud or people proud of me. And no longer was that it was, I needed, I was going to do the things that I should do to make me proud of me. And now Mm, I recognize in my 30s, what's going to make me proud of me is being a good person every day and connecting with the people that are for me. It's another big lesson that I've learned in the last few years is embracing the people that are for me. I'm just going to leave it there. I think that, I mean, I know that's such a mic drop component because there is a lot of society who is still stuck in the childhood achievement-driven, comparison-driven, competition-driven mentality. And I feel like there is an ability for people to almost mask that because of the language that they are getting exposure to, such as even mental health, such as Mm. emotional intelligence, such Mm -hmm. as vulnerability. And so because people speak to it and it's now like coin phraseology, you feel invited into their space quicker and there's like less ability for discernment and more openness to uh, lack of trust, even though you're doing it in a trusting way. And then it's like true colors come out, right? Like I feel like this concept of embodiment associated to who you are is more of what I would be searching for than the vulnerable, than the emotional Mm -hmm. and the intelligent, Mm -hmm. right? Because Uh embodiment is when the lights are off, when the camera's off, when they're not on stage, when they're not doing the role or the thing or the success-driven accolade-oriented experience. And so I've become much more aware of sitting in the crowd and watching and dissecting what that looks like from a fame and fortune perspective, from um, a truth-seeking perspective, from an integral perspective. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of ahas. I've had a lot of like, 
here, let me turn the light on for you in that situation. And it's not always fun when that happens. You've experienced it emotionally as well in relationships. And I want people to feel encouraged to know that even though there's like the wolf in sheep's clothing or there's the society who hasn't been woke, I guess you could say in that phraseology, that right. there are, there's like grace and mercy associated to that. And Grace. you can be on the other side of being alive and at peace and present and still sharing and shedding empathy and grace towards people and yet not having them be in the inner circle. Absolutely. There's so uh, there's two sides of this, right? There's the people who are like, but to be nice, I really should invite them and Completely. embrace them and da da da. And then Completely. there's the people who are like, I'm protecting myself. And it's it's neither. It's having yeah, the grace with yourself and mm. others. Mm. And that's what we don't re- – it's like, it's like a seesaw. It's like you've got to have – and that's something I've seen in my personal relationships in the past, and I know you, you can understand what I'm talking about, is For sure. where I, le- I lost – So what I value is I value integrity, dignity, love, inclusion, um, joy for myself and all people, connection too. And I am really good at embodying that most of the time. But what I've done in past, in the past relationships that I've been in, is that I've shown dignity to them, but not myself. Mm. And when you do that, that's why it's important to show it to myself and all people. It can't be one or the other. It can't be just to myself. It can't just be to all living things. It's got to be to everything. Like speak of discernment, there is no discernment when you're embodying your values. And that's what I think it comes down to is you and I can have differing opinions on on everything. But if we can come to the table and honor each other's what we value and find connection in, because there's something, we could be on total opposite sides of the table and there is something that we both value. And if we can hone in on that thing and connect to that, we would be a much happier people because we all crave connection. We don't like this divisiveness. And that's the thing that I, I'm constantly in myself and, and in my work with everything, with my work with performance art and music and sign language, but also my work with Mike and why I'm never going to give that up because there is a, a way for me to reach more people and to connect people with each other, not just me with other people, but like, how do I facilitate? And just with you sharing how you seeing me perform at one of these masterminds singing and signing gave you this aha moment where you told me about screwing in the light bulb. And you're like, I know what I'm going to speak about now. The fact that that happened, I had a connection to myself and to you in that moment. And then you took that and you connected it to how many hundreds or thousands oh, that's of people. so true. I just got chills all over. Yes. So good. And this that's is like that piece. You've said the word inclusion twice. And I want to like round the conversation in this because I think that there is such beauty to this concept too. And I know it's something you're really passionate about. Talk to us through like the evolution of why inclusion, what that actually means to you, your awareness factor to the concept and how you actually put that out into the world. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where I only in retrospect realized that it was really important to me. So I grew up, um, I was very always on the outside. I was kind of never fit in, always felt kind of 
like I didn't have a friend group. Um, never felt, I felt like the black sheep in my family too. So I realized that that was kind of my, my foundation. But then as I got older, I became really in, engrossed and involved in theater and, and the theater world. And, um, and then I moved to LA and, uh, and as you know, theater people are kind of like, you know, like the nerds or whatever. <laughs> the geeks. And I, I do too. And then I moved to LA and I became engrossed in the gay community and I'm, I'm identify as straight, but I became so engrossed in becoming an advocate and an ally for the gay community. And um, so I spent 10 years out there and then I moved to Nashville and I found a very small deaf community and I am hearing and I just became just obsessed with, with understanding how to connect to their community. And so I look at it in retrospect and I realize that I really find a lot of my identity is in connecting to people outside of myself. And that's just something that resonates for me. And so I see that that's what is like the spark, the igniter in everything. And when I really think about it, I think the reason why it's so ingrained in me is because I never felt included. I never felt wanted or, or connected to. And so now that I have the power to connect to myself, to fulfill that within myself, I just want to share it with as many people as possible. And I look to the, to the groups I think that have been alienated or marginalized in any way. And sure. I, I in no way want to be a savior. I just want to be yeah. present. I just want to stand mm. next to and embody my power and just see their power. It's so good. And I think it, it all ultimately comes down to the concept of love and mm-hmm. love, loving yourself enough to love other people, loving other people enough to then turn and love yourself recognizing the difference, celebrating the differences and being willing to go there to have those conversations and sometimes not to say a dang word. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where society can get it wrong a lot is they try to speak to fill the void instead of just being Mm -hmm. to fill the void. And so there's so much power in that. There's so much power in you. And I am so grateful that we know where that power comes from but more so importantly, how that just impacts the, the world around you, regardless of what situation you're in, regardless. And if you guys are not watching this live, I want to bang the table right now, but I don't want to mess up the mic. You have to come back and watch because she's not putting on a performance, but she speaks in just this crazy way. She's signing the whole time. I, I know it. I'm I perspective. She's taught me so much sign language. And it's just like, it creates this experience. And we're only two bobbling heads on the screen, but there's such an experience. And so that is so ingrained in who you are. I am so grateful to have you on the show. It's been a long time coming, but perfectly timed, right? Isn't perfectly. it crazy? I mean, we've known each other for a long enough that you should have been on the podcast by now, but I know that it was intentional for such a time as this. And so I want everyone to get connected to you. You're on the gram the most. Where should I tell them to go? I'm on the gram the most. I'm at the Christella. So it's at T-H-E-K-R-Y-S-T-E-L-L-E. And um, I would love to connect with everybody um, for any, any, any amount of connection, but especially if if anything I've said has resonated Mm. at all. 
Absolutely. So please share, tag her. She'll get in connection with you at that point, which is her heartbeat. And thank you all for just being connected to the Fit and Faith community. It's been amazing to just continually bring guests on like Christelle, who ignite us in a different way. And everybody's ember is what is so beautiful because together is where we as a world can affect change, light fire to the old things and create something new with the new ones. So thank you for being here. I thank love you. Thank you for having me. I love you. Bye y'all. Bye. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.